Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kitchell from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is confident, but they hear the what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this man, we just run it in. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them coming in. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to 48 Minutes Podcast. Uh, it's a smaller crew tonight, so uh, we got we got our guy Tim hanging out in in Disney World on his baby moon with his with his wife, and and Ben might show up. I don't know. He's busy. This is a busy time of year. Fall is crazy. You got a lot of school sports stuff like that. But I am joined by Mr. Joshua Hayes. How are you doing today, sir? What's going on, man? Like you said, um, just the two of us tonight. So uh, I know it's weird. We rare. This has happened maybe one more time. That's it. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I feel like it's been a while since. um, Well, it's been a while since all of us have been on here, and it's been sparingly. It'll be two of us or three of us. Or yeah, it's. Yeah, like I said, fall is crazy. Like uh, you know, kids are in sports right now. You got Halloween stuff going on. I feel like. Regular sports have ramped up. We got we got basketball, we got football, uh, baseball, World Series right now. There's just so much going on all the time that like I don't know. It's just it's always a very very busy time of year for me, and I feel like everybody else. So I under I get it, I get it. So, but we did start the NBA season last week. We're finally uh, we're one week deep now uh, in the 2022-23 NBA season, and. Uh, there's been some interesting stuff happening, just like always. Um, what has uh, what has stood out to you so far? Honestly, um, the Jazz starting out three and zero. I think we all said that that was going to be a dumpster fire. They were just selling everybody off, and um, they kind of just came out of the gates and and just were like, "Hey, we're actually going to compete." And uh, I want to say first the first game they knocked off the Nuggets, and then they went up yeah. there and beat the Timberwolves. And <laughs> the next yeah. thing you know, Utah sitting here like, "Hey, man, we're playoff bound." Now, <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to last, but um, don't know how yeah, long it's going to last. But definitely is has uh, been surprising to say the least. And they've gotten some good play out of pretty much their whole roster. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I mean, you gotta you gotta feel good for the fans that it were pretty much expecting a dumpster fire and they're being led right now by Lori Markkinen, which is just like wild to me because he is, he's one of those up and down guys. He's hurt a lot, but he's been looking good. He's uh he's played in all four games, he's averaging 21.5 points a game, eight rebounds a game, three assists, one steal. Like he looks, he looks good. And Jordan I mean, Clarkson. How long did we, how long did we as fans try to, try to wait for that consistency out of him <laughs> just for four games <laughs> just for four games that would have been nice yeah um you know they kind of got him in a in a you know in the cleveland deal over the summer um they still have jordan clarkson who is an incredibly productive player uh colin sexton who they you know they're going all in on you know that he's got he's averaging 12 and 4 right now so you know malik beasley's beasley's putting up good numbers i mean this is a this is a team like you said they got some wins man Nuggets and uh, the Timberwolves. A um, little troubling about the Nuggets. Um, I've been I've been kind of unimpressed with their play over the day, but the team of the week, no doubt, 
is actually the Portland Trailblazers, a team that another. This is a team I feel like everybody has written off, like everybody wrote off. Even we did. All four even of we us did. did. Oh, we are one hundred percent guilty in this. This is this is <laughs> <laughs> this is totally something that we would do. Um, Portland is back. Um, they have had wins over um, quite a few te- good teams. So. Uh, looking over there, they ended up beating the Lakers by two the other nights. Uh, Dame ended up um, 41. 41 points. And this is the stuff that we come to see from him all the time. He has not played in a while. So we finally did get to see him out there, um, you know, doing his thing again. But they ended up winning that game, uh, you know, by two. They ended up beating the Suns on Friday in overtime, um, 113 to 111. That was an impressive win in my book, um, being able to come out there. The Suns are a great basketball team, and uh, they really stuck it to them. And, right. <laughs> I mean, Dame, yeah, Dame had 41 in that game. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And their last game, they beat the brakes off of uh, Denver. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another one. Just just an, a really, really impressive game. They won by 25 on Monday against the Nuggets, 135 to 110 in that game. Um, you know, once again, uh, Dame had 31. Anthony Simons, man, 29 points, five assists, three rebounds. Uh, Nurkic had a great game, 13 and 12. Uh, so I think our question was with them, right? Like they're trying to build, they're trying to build a. Um, a big three, so to speak. And they got, you know, they said they're going to uh, have Simon step up and then they brought Jeremy Grant over and we were like, how's that going to work? You know, um, with him coming over from like Detroit and what that dynamic was going to look like. And so far it's been, we, we, of course we thought Dave would be the alpha, you know, he's averaging 33, but then you got Anthony's averaging 20 and, and Grant's averaging 17. So, um, and then they're getting 12 from Nurchik and they're getting, about 11 or 12 from Hart. So yeah, um, they're going double digits with five guys right now. So it's some balanced scoring. So they're getting help, you know, um, and maybe, maybe for us, we see some of these guys like Josh Hart and uh, you know, nurturing has been hurt a lot, but like, he seems like he's healthy now and they're getting a chance to show what they can actually do. And it's paying off. You know, they have a platform that they, can actually step up and help. So I'm interested to see how far this goes and how long Denver or uh, Portland can keep this up. Um, looking like they're one of the better teams to start off the season. Yeah. And you, you I feel like you got to come out of the gates with a chip on your shoulder. If you are a team like Portland and Dame's always played that way. That's always been his game. He's always had that chip on his shoulder. We didn't get to see him play last year, and here we are now. Um, he's back, and we were really questioning what he was going to look like. Uh, has he missed a step? Yada yada. He has not. He is. He is still that guy. Um, and he looks like I really, bubble dame. yeah, yeah, and <laughs> bubble dame. I like that. Um, but yeah, just looking at everything that he's doing, um, uh, and and they have such an interesting cast of characters here. So you know, last year they finally got rid of McCollum. Anthony Simons has been able to kind of make that step up. They've invested in him. He is now there. So it's like, he's kind of sliding into that McCollum role. Um, and he could be a guy like, I really like Simons. He's a, he's a fun dude. Um, one of the more boring dunk contest winners of all time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, Absolutely. that wasn't memorable. I, I literally, after I was after that was coming out of my mouth, I'm like, he won that, right? That 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 happened, right? It was not uh, good. No, no, one of one of the worst ever. But also, um, you know, they got Shaden Sharp there now as well. So um, he ended up he pulled out 11 points uh, against the Nuggets as well, and he's one of those question marks this season. We didn't really know what we were going to see from him, um, but he's another he's another piece they have. So they've got a lot of different weapons on this team if Nurkic can stay healthy um, I really like Jeremy Grant on this team I think he was a he's a good fit there's a few other like contenders I would have liked to have seen him go to before actually going to Portland but I you know it looks like it's going to be a pretty good marriage here Um, so you know I'm happy for Portland man this is uh, this is good for them this is good for their fans and they're just one of those teams I feel like, you know, us out, you know, in the Midwest or the East Coast, we kind of forget about. And here they are at the top of the chain already, uh, you know, after the first week, which is super, super impressive. And also, like you said, the Jazz as well. Um, have there been any other like big surprises to you? Maybe I don't, like know on- this is, I don't know if this is a surprise in the West, but like the Spurs have started off three and one. They have. And um, I honestly thought that they were the team that was going to be the worst out of all the teams in the Western conference, just based off of who they got rid of and what they had coming back. And, and, but then I look at who they've played and they, they've, they've, they've came out of the gates with a pretty easy schedule. I mean, they played Minnesota, the Pacers and Charlotte. So, and, and the 76ers. They, well, they beat the 76ers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And at all of that, they lost to the Hornets, but yeah. um, you know, Minnesota was supposed to come out and be this powerhouse and it looks like they're still trying to figure stuff out. And we can probably they talk are. about that here in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, they were like, la- you know, they made the joke about the Spurs coming out and winning the championship. And here they are three and one sitting at the top of the, of the Western conference right there behind uh, Portland. Um, yeah. Trying to act like they're making some noise. And I know it's hypothetical. We could be funny, but like if the season ended today after four games, like <laughs> you know, they're sitting there like the two seed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spurs are, Spurs are looking good. So, um, yeah, it, I think there's been a lot of teams that have have come out, you know, surprising, and there's also been some that have been very disappointing. And and the Denver Nuggets, um, you know, being <laughs> haven't been super impressed with they they're, they're two and two. I mean, it's it's early. I'm not uh, I'm not freaking out yet about that. But um, you know, at the very very bottom of the standings um, on both, we got the Orlando Magic in the East, which is 100 surprising. They've got practically just a team of young people playing with them. And then Terrence Ross, and then you got LA uh, over in the West. So there are some, some bad teams and and the Kings, I'm hoping they put it together, man, because I, I was just, I don't know why I just, I really wanted to see that. I want to see them get to the playoffs being zero and three is not a, it's not a death sentence at the beginning of an NBA season. It's not, there's a lot of time left. Things can change. The Celtics last year were terrible at the beginning of the year. And then they ended up making it to the NBA finals. So, um, no, um, and to add on to that, um, the Kings are 0-3, but they've lost to Golden State, they've lost to the Clippers, and they lost to Portland, and they've been in every game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's just – I think that's just them, you know, trying to figure out um, what's going on. But I think what we're finally getting able to see, though, with them is that Darren Fox has finally took the team over and said it's mine. Yeah. And um he's going 30 almost 32 6 and 7. Yeah. Um, so far these first 3 games and that is crazy. Absolutely crazy. 
I feel like you got to get a win, though, over one good team to be able to kind of get that confidence brewing. The Bulls did it the other night against the Celtics. They came back from, I think, 19 yeah, down. Yeah, and ended up and and Ayudasumu completely dismantled them in the in the second half of that game. Ended up, I think he, I think he was nine for ten from the field. He was like four for four on threes. Like he was he was playing out of his mind the other night. So yeah. Um, but one of the things that that you touched on, I remember, is you said that you really liked Kevin Herter going to the Kings, and it looks like he's yes. fit in pretty good so far. Um, he's averaging about seventeen a game. Like I said, I know these averages are going to go up or down. It's only been three oh, yeah. games. Yeah, it's been three um, games. But when you go, Keegan Murray has been playing pretty well. Um, and then you got Sabonis, who's um, – he's a little under what he normally averages. But I think they're just – like I said, they're still trying to figure things out. They still got Malik Monk. They got Harrison Barnes. They got Holmes. They got Mitchell. They got they got a decent, a decent young core um, that I think that – like. I, I said, as the CEOs and they they build some confidence, I think you're going to see them start knocking some of those teams off. Like I said, all three games they've been in up to this point, and those are all who we would consider contenders. Well, not Portland, but Portland's <laughs> undefeated. But we would, especially the Clippers and the and the Warriors. You know, we we expect them to be in the hunt towards the end. So, yeah, yeah, and I, I think they will be. I, I I have I have a good feeling about it. If they're playing hard and and you know they've got that. You know, they've it. De'Aaron Fox is this is, I feel like this is just going to be his year. I don't know what it is. I just feel like they finally got him a team, some players that he can, he can play with getting some bonus last year. I think it's, I think it's going to, I think they're going to be one of those teams that sneaks in to the play in this year. I really do. So, um, now kind of going back out east, the Boston Celtics are three and one. Um, Looking very much the same as last year's Celtics. Um, they ended up, uh, that first game of the season, ended up, you know, kind of going toe-in-toe with Philly for a little while and then just kind of put their foot on the gas and, and just kept going. Um, Tatum is leading the team in rebounds and points. He's averaging over 30 points a game right now. Um, Jalen Brown looking great too. Malcolm Brogdon. Um, another guy that they, they added another weapon they added over the off season. He looks like he's going to fit on this team very well. Um, how are you feeling about the Celtics so far? So I think, I think what we're seeing is the emergence of Jason Tatum starting to become that upper echelon superstar. Um, and I'm, and I'm talking about MVP talk. Jason Tatum, like I'm first team All NBA. Jason Tatum, like I can carry a franchise to the finals. I mean, Jason Tatum. I mean, he did that last year, though, Josh. He did not that last like, year. Not like what he's doing right after these first couple games. Like it looks different. It looks different. He looks different. Right. He's um, he's shooting better from the floor. I think um, he's averaging almost fifty six percent from the floor, thirty eight percent from three. Uh, he's shooting 90% from the free throw line. Like you said, he's leading the team in rebounds. Um, I feel like he's playing a lot better on defense. Um, yeah. I think his mindset's different. Um, you know, him and him and Brown last year were kind of like one day Brown would take over and one day like they didn't. I think I think it's finally like, hey, I'm the I'm Batman and you're Robin. I think that's what it yeah. looks like to me right now. Yeah. And I mean, and we, that's, and, that's scary. And we've went back and forth over the years kind of. I mean, it's been debatable, you know, who was the better player on the team because there are games where Jalen Brown really looks like that guy, 
there's other games where Jason Tatum is that guy. Um, Jason Tatum, um, and I'm not trying to throw any dirt on the Celtics tonight. I'm not going to do it, but he was <laughs> he was not great in the NBA Finals last year at all. Um, and it was his first NBA Finals. You know, just getting there is a huge thing. You know, I can't you can't talk too much smack about somebody who you know drug a team that we didn't think. You know, we thought they were there was players that were going to get traded at some point last year. Uh, Marcus Smart was calling out the team. Um, they, you know, it, it was bad at the beginning of the year. And I've never, I have never in my day see a turnaround like that in the NBA from going from the way they started at the beginning of the season to the NBA finals. I mean, oh, no, it was, was crazy. It was, I mean, I, there's no way even, even like in December around that time, January, there is no way you could have told me they were going to the NBA finals and I would have believed you. So, um, but they got a good team this year, and I think they're going to keep uh, they're going to keep their foot on the gas. Obviously, a game against Chicago where you end up blowing a 19 point lead it happens. That kind of stuff happens in the NBA every night, uh, and you can't stop it. It is what it is. These are all professional guys. They're not uh, you know everybody's out there playing uh, to win. So it is what it is. You got some guys that just turn it on, and it was. Ayu DeSumo's game the other night, it just happened. You know, sometimes a guy gets a game and it, it does. But uh, I think the Celtics are right there in the mix this year uh, to get back into the NBA Finals. It's uh, it's going to be tough by the time this. A little, uh, no. uh, little side note real quick. Um, I, I know that he, t- he talks a lot about how Kobe's helped him with his game um, and how he kind of has that same mentality. I know he's not been in the league as long as Kobe. He didn't start when Kobe did because he had that year in college. But yeah, um, you know how old Kobe was the first year he averaged 30 points a game? How old was he? 24. 24? Wow. Um, you know how old Jason Tatum is? How old? 24. 24. Okay. Well, we're, we're here, man. We're in the prime. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, we, we also <laughs> – a lot of these guys are so young, you kind of forget how young they are. And it's like they are right there, um, you know, right at that uh, preface, that that point where they're actually going to get to that higher point on the mountain. And uh, he's uh, – I, I agree with you. Everything you said there about you, you feel like something's different this year. And I, I have the same feeling. I really do. And like I uh, said, though, he's 20 – this is his sixth year in the league. So he's been here for a while. He's 24. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another team over on the East that's been making some noise. The Washington Wizards um, are back. And uh, Bradley Beal's out there uh, doing his thing, and they got a couple wins. Not super impressive. They did beat the Bulls by by two points the other night. They beat the Pacers. Everyone's beating the Pacers, man. That's just, that's just how it is. Um, and then they beat the Wizards. They beat the Pistons. But they beat the Pistons by 21 points. Um, yeah, and then they had Wizard- that- game against us that they yeah. pulled out. Yeah, we were we were we were one DeMar DeRozan uh three-pointer away from that not being a thing. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is, but um they look good though. Um I mean they you know, they're taking care of business. They did get beat by the Cavs uh on Sunday night in overtime, 117, but they are coming out they're competing every game. Like they are really coming out of the gates. Um so they're one to keep keep your eye on. And then over on the West, um, some other stuff. Phoenix. We'll just kind of talk about what happened last night in Phoenix. So last night, the Phoenix Suns ended up beating the Golden State Warriors. Um, and it was it was a chippy game. 
It was a chippy game. They beat them 134 to 105. Clay Thompson was ejected from the game <laughs> uh, after over and over. <laughs> so, so I, I didn't, I, I didn't watch. I didn't get to see the first half. Okay, but I, I did walk. I did walk in right after that happened. Um, okay, kind of turned it on. So when Clay got ejected, uh, Phoenix was only up six. Yeah, yeah. And then they put their they put their foot on the gas, and it was all because Clay was. He just kept holding up his four fingers, saying four rings. We got four of them, and he just wouldn't stop. He was just trolling Devin Booker the entire game. Um, so Clay ends up getting ejected. Um, Golden State Warriors get stomped on. Devin Booker drops thirty-four and seven on him. Chris Paul seventeen or sixteen nine and seven. Um, John uh, Landale, Jock Landale. Off the bench in 22 minutes, had hey, 17 points. Balling last night, he was 17 points and seven rebounds. So we had him. Aiton put up 16 and 14, and the Mikel Bridges put up 17 and six. So this was a team effort, man. They they did some stomping last night, and uh, you know Clay Thompson was held to just two points. He played 19 minutes before he got ejected, so he's out. Um, but uh, Golden State um, locked up a lot of guys. Um, right before the season started and they got some guys on here that are really looking good. Uh, it's great to see James Wiseman getting some burn. You know, he played 18 minutes last game last night, you know, but him getting pulled out in 12 and three, getting him in there and getting some minutes from him, I think is just absolutely huge right now. And being able to develop some of those, those younger guys, because Jordan pool is going to be Jordan pool, you know, but you know, what are we going to get from Moody? What are we going to get from Kaminga if he plays? What are we going to get from Wiseman? They're going to have to continuously trust these guys a little bit more because, I mean, injuries are inevitably going to happen this season, and there there are going to be probably some rest games for Steph um, or Clay or Draymond or something. It's just looking back historically, their injuries have not been great over the last couple of years, and they're another year older. Um, but they are two and two, um, you know, coming off of that loss. It you know, not a great loss, but they ended up beating uh, the Kings, you know, 130, 125. Like you said, that was a tight one. Uh, Nuggets dropped down on them. And uh, and then, of course, the Warriors, uh, you know, last uh, last Tuesday dropped down on on the Lakers. So, yeah. So so what I see out of Golden State and, you know, I, I was looking at this the other day when I was looking at the over unders for wins. And uh, I think they had Golden State like around like in the mid fifties, like 53 or 54 wins. And I was like, man, that seems awful low, but then I'm watching them play. And uh, it really feels like to me, golden States trying to just get the guys out on the floor, get them minutes, see what they can do, kind of see how they mesh with others. And I don't think that they're necessarily worried about like, Oh, we got to go out here and win 65 or 70 games because they know come playoff time, they keep all those guys healthy they can pull down minutes from Draymond and and Curry and like not have them out there all the time that they're going to be fresh and ready to go. And um, some of these guys like Wiggins and Poole and Curry, like they're already in midseason form. Like they look like they did. That's how they finished the season. Yeah. Um, I've been most impressed with Wiggins. Uh, yeah. Wow. That he's he's looking like he's already starting off like he that all star selection was not a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean. 
I think I think he was their most important player last year besides Steph in the in the NBA finals. I mean, he or just the playoffs in general. He was so good. He was so good. I'm so happy for him. So they basically have everybody on that roster locked up right now except Draymond. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they have a he's got a player option for next year. So if yeah. he opts in, I mean, he's there for I think it's for what, like 28 million. Um, so they got him for at least a, another year on top yeah. of this year. So I think that their their goal is is we're gonna try to make another run at this. We're gonna try to get ring number five, and then we'll go from there and see what happens. And you know, if things do go south with that, because you know, and they could, they could. I hope they don't, but if they did, are there gonna be teams that are gonna be interested in 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 Draymond Green the way that the Warriors, you know, are interested in him, you know? You know, it's funny that you say that um, just like flipping through my phone and watching some reels, I found an interview of him talking about why he's so important to golden state. And he said, basically what he did was he's like, you know, I was all American player of the year candidate in college. He's like, but when I came to that team, he was like, shooting wasn't going to keep me on the floor because they have everybody that shoots. He's like, I was the guy that brought the dog to the team. He's like, I gave them what they didn't have. And he was like, I figured out what it was that that team needed, and that's who I became. And it makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. He plays the way that he does. So, yeah. My question, though, is, is that can he go to another team and be what it is that that team needs him to be? Or is he already so like built into being who he is with Golden State that he can't change at this point in his career? I think it would have to be the an absolutely perfect situation for him to be able to um Boston? bend to it but yeah that that was the first team that went to my mind like a team really? that's already <laughs> yeah that was that was the first team that went to my mind um you know looking at that a team that's already kind of disciplined um where he can buy into a system um you know i also think about you know Miami might be a place you know that could do it um but they haven't looked so hot this this season so far, I've not been impressed with them. Um, yeah, the other team I was thinking of, as crazy as it sounds, is Phoenix. Actually, um, oh yeah, he would. Yeah, that's and yeah, I mean, we they got a winning cult. If you got a winning culture on your team right now, and you're trying to add a piece, he's the guy. But you know, you can't like if Draymond, you know, say was moved to you know the Oklahoma City Thunder for you know one of their weird draft picks that they have because they have a million of them. <laughs> you know, if you went down there, he'd be miserable. You know, um, you know, if he went down to Houston, that would be a bad situation or the Spurs or I, I even think, you know, if he went back home or went back to, you know, where he went to college at, went to Detroit, you know, and and, you know, was over there. You know, I don't I just don't see him becoming like what the Pistons would need him to be to be a better team, you know, and he would probably check out. You know, I often think about. Uh, Chicago Bulls shooting guard uh, Ben Gordon in the mid 2000s he ended up he was their best player uh, he was there right when Rose got there and he ended up the the Bulls pretty much let him walk away to the Detroit Pistons he signed with them and uh, it was a complete and utter disaster the team was terrible they blew all of their money the summer before was it 2000 was it 2000 what was the year LeBron went to the heat 2008 no, 2010? 2010, yeah. Man, whew. getting my dates backwards. But um, 
you know, you look back at that and it's like they blew all their money the summer before on him and Charlie Villanueva. They were like, oh, we got our players now. We're good. And they were terrible when he checked out and his NBA career completely derailed because of it. So Draymond is one of those guys. He needs to be engaged with the team. He needs to buy into what they are, are, you know, selling. And that's the only way it's going to work in my mind. So, and a few of those teams we named off would work perfectly. And then some of them, not so much. You know what I love about Golden State? Um, I know we talk about them a lot. Um, What I love about them is that if you look at ownership right now, their ownership is basically like we built a winning culture and we care about winning. We draft and develop players. We're going to sign our players. And we're like, we don't care if we have to pay extra money to sign those players. And it's coming out of ownership's pocket to say, we're going to try to win a championship every year and we'll pay for it. Yeah. And you know, the Warriors were not a, they are a California team, but they are not, they're not an LA. They're not. Um, And, you know, before, you know, this dynasty, and I I am going to say it is a dynasty. Um, It's gone on a long time, but they're spending, I, I think next year, I think they're poised to spend something like 400 million in luxury tax. And if they, if they went ahead and they re-signed Draymond, it would be like over, you know, a half billion dollars. They're not going to do that. I mean, they'll get them for one more year, but they're not going to invest any more money. And I feel like Draymond's last contract was his last thank you contract from, right. from Golden State. Do I think that – but but like you said, the, to be able to draft individuals, develop them, and then retain them and buy into them. There's so much that can be said about that kind of culture and what they're trying to build there with that. There's no other team that's doing it right now. I mean, we could say the Celtics. The Celtics are similar in that situation with Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, and Jalen Brown. They are developing talent. But like pretty much everyone right now that is on Golden State was one of their guys besides Wiggins. I mean, yeah, you look so at you that take team. Away Wiggins, you take away Wiggins, and you, the next eight guys are yeah. Golden State drafted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's huge. So, and I think that develops a trust with the player, with the ownership, um, with the fans. Um, I I did not think they were going to give Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins that much money this summer. I did not, and even even getting Kevon Looney back. Um, that's huge. And he's, he's played so well too. He's been so durable. Um, what's the chances, what's the chances that you have guys like Steph and clay that take pay cuts to keep somebody like green around for a couple more years? I don't, I don't really know if I see it or not. I mean, I know they love Draymond, but I don't know. I feel like eventually Steph's going to be on this team forever. Like he will be on this team till he retires. I don't ever see him leaving golden state clay. On the other hand, I could see him, you know, when his deals up, maybe playing a couple years someplace else, Um, you know, but you know, that all kind of depends, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think uh, if they get a little bit older and their production goes down a little bit and they're able to kind of take a step back, I think they'd be cool with it. But at the same time, you know, Steph Curry is 
one of the greatest basketball players of all time now. And he's done so much for the league and, and, you know, the Bay area and everything. I just, uh, I mean, he's, he's the heart and soul of that team. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know if Steph does. I don't know if Clay does. That's a good question. I don't know. My last, my last thing. And then we can move on to the, we can move on to the, um, the seller of the California teams, but um, do you get a kind of a feel not, I'm not going to say exactly because the personnel is different. Do you get a feel that the Warriors remind you of the, they have that Showtime Laker-esque um, kind of like feel and camaraderie to them when you see them come out on the floor. Everybody dislikes them. They look like they're always out there having fun. They feel like they speed the game up. Um, and their style is a little different from everybody else's. Absolutely. Absolutely. And these are, and this is, and if you look at how this team has been developed and you look at how the Showtime Lakers were developed with all of their guys, because they had a lot of guys that they drafted, the Rambuses of the world, the AC Greens. Um, worthy. Worthy. Magic. Yeah, Magic. I mean, they they were another team that developed uh, guys. And yeah, very, very similar situa- situation. They, I would say they're probably the... In comparison, they're probably the the most comparable team, you know, to this to this dynasty that we got going on right now, with them. And uh, you know, you know, and was it nineteen ninety one? You know, they were kind of reloaded. Kareem was Kareem was out of the game, but they got Vladi on the team. They got some younger players, and they ended up making it back to the NBA Finals. And they got thrown by Chicago. They ended up winning their first title, but that was a vastly different team in 91 than it was in the early eighties. You know, things had changed a lot. I mean, you still had magic and I do kind of see this team kind of going down that same trajectory. Whereas, you know, a few faces are going to switch out over the years, but Steph, I feel like is always going to be there and they're going to, you know, develop other guys. They're going to just keep going on and keep doing what they're doing. And, you know, to be able to get ownership's blessing that they're saying, you know, we're going to go ahead and just keep paying for a winner. I mean, <laughs> the the whole luxury tax thing was there to deter teams from sticking around this long, really, and being able to do this. But they're like, all right, let's do, like they're basically calling their the, the league's bluff and going, OK, we'll pay it. Yeah. You know what else is crazy, Sean, um, is that we know this because we're Bulls fans. Um, and, you know, everybody talks about like how Pippen, you know, you get the argument all the time, like Jordan didn't win without Pippen and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I don't think people realize in that first three Pete that that literally almost that entire Bulls roster was drafted. And yeah, they were built. They were built from scratch around Jordan being the centerpiece and they just added to it. So yeah. it took a while for them to win. But once they got those final pieces, I mean, BJ and Grant and, you know, Pippen and then like Cartwright was the one guy that they brought in, but like the rest of that roster was drafted. And yeah. um, I feel like they started to win the same way. And I, I almost think that had Jordan not retired, there's a part of me that feels like um, they may still bring a couple of those guys in. Like Kukoc was even drafted by the bulls, Yeah, you know? So people were always like, Oh, well you guys had to go get Robin and you had to go get Ron Harper. And I'm like, well, those are guys nobody wanted. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's very know. true. I mean, people, <laughs> people don't remember that, though. Like, you know, when, when people look back at the legacy of Dennis Rodman, like, oh, how they built this, they ended up getting him. Nobody wanted his ass that year. Like, I None. remember I remember reading about that when they ended up signing him in the paper. 
And I just remember thinking, I'm like, and, you know, and I wasn't, you know, I was, God, how old was I that year? I think I was 12 years old when that happened. I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, man, why would they give him up for Will Purdue? You know, like, why would that happen? And it was like, well, they thought that they could rein him in. And they had a, they had a coach and some guys and they, they did and they didn't. And it worked. They got it to work. But, but like you said, yeah, that whole team, another team that was completely just drafted, all of them, you know, BJ Armstrong, you look at that and, and, and Horace Grant, who became an all-star, I think BJ ended up getting an all-star game yeah, they, there as well at one point. Uh, yeah. So, when the year Jordan wasn't there, he, yeah. um, he snuck in there. So, yeah, I mean, there, there are, it's just not as common anymore. It's just not, we had, there's the NBA is more entertaining now. I feel like than most sports in terms of players moving around. If you like trades, if you like, you know, players signing with other teams, stuff like that. So a lot, there wasn't that much this summer. This summer was incredibly boring compared to other summers, but I feel like next summer is going to be a little crazy. I, I, I have a feeling it's going to rebound next summer as well, too. Yeah, and there's one more team that I would like to see how this turns out um, is the 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 Denver Nuggets um, with, um, you know, they got Jokic and they got Murray and they have Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Um, but I was having this discussion with someone the other day. I was like, I'd really like to see that core stay together. But my issue is, is Michael Porter Jr. hasn't shown me that he can stay healthy yet. No, and I mean, if I can get a couple of straight years out of him being healthy and then he puts up what he's putting up right now. Then Denver's got kind of that same argument like, hey, we drafted, you know, some guys and we're going to be able to try to keep them together. And we might have a good nucleus for some few years here to come. So, well, and yeah, he's already uh, he's already he's supposed to, he was supposed to come back today and he's going to miss the game due to lumbar management. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, he under he underwent his third back surgery of his career this last year. So, I mean, he's a back surgery on a big guy like him. And he's, you know, when he's on and he's healthy, he's a great NBA player. He's great. I I love watching him. Had he not been hurt in college, he was going to be the number one pick coming out. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's a lot of people thought that. So, um, you know, I, you know, that's, that's, uh, that is a, that they're, the Nuggets are a little bit different from the other teams. I, this is definitely going to be a year. Obviously, getting Jamal Murray back, you know, see what they can do. Um, and note, and, you know, <laughs> Jokic is just—he's just a phenom, man. He's—he's he's so so good. Uh, one more, one more thing I wanted to touch on before we get to the uh, the basement seller of the the Western Conference, which we have to talk about. Um, so I believe it was yesterday, um, Carl Anthony Towns. publicly criticized the nutrition habits of his teammate, Anthony Edwards, and how it could impact his performance in back-to-backs. So this is a quote. Maybe I could do a better job of teaching him how to take care of his body, diet, and everything. That'll be on me. I know you all think it's some funny up here when he talks about Popeyes and all that shit. Doesn't make me happy to hear. We're high-level athletes. Edwards became a pitchman for Popeyes doing a commercial for Uber Eats in which he and John Morant held a slam dunk contest on how they were going to dunk their chicken pieces in dips. (laughs) (laughs) That could be the start. That could be the start of the meltdown already for a, for a basketball team. They don't reel that in quick, man. This is Um, a, this is a maker. This is a make or break year for, for the Timberwolves, right? They bring in Rudy Gobert. Okay. To they're saying, they're saying, look, Carl Anthony Towns, We've wanted you to be a five your entire career. You have no interest in banging down low. We're gonna let you do your thing. You can 
hang out on the corner. You can shoot some threes. You can you can you can bring the ball up the court. You could do a few different things, and we'll have Rudy Gobert do what he does best, which is all the hard stuff to be so, able to make you better. So, so to add, so to add fuel to the fire, man. So they've lost to the Spurs. Yeah. And they lost to the Jazz. <laughs> the two the two teams that were we were we were one hundred percent in on tanking for the number one pick this year harder than anyone. So they're they're two and two, and the only team that they beat is the Thunder. <laughs> they beat the Thunder twice already. Well, and, and it, um, <laughs> the, the, to to piggyback onto the quote that Cat said, there's another quote where Anthony Edwards said that he plays better in smaller lineups. And he made that statement only four games into this experiment with Cat and Gobert. Yeah, that's a, that's a big ass team right now too. That's big. That's a big ass team. So, um, I don't know what's going to happen here. I love Anthony Edwards. He's he's so so good. And this is this is a team on paper that looks phenomenal. They really do. Like we said, what they should do, which I've not seen. I did watch a game. They did not do this. Okay. Start your starting five as your starting five, but then you have to you have to run like I said, run Gobert and D Russ off the second team. Like you literally yeah. have two guys on your second team, two guys on your first team. That's like having first teams out there. Like run those guys off your first team. Use D Russ and, and Gobert and pick and rolls and and whatever need to and like make make D Russ the focal points in there. And then when Cat and Anthony and uh, Edwards is in there run the offense through those two. And if you have to close a game out, you know, then you have three or four guys on the floor that you can take shots and, you know, you can push to, you could defer to whoever you want to be the alpha, but it feels like they're just trying to mush them all together at this point and like trying to figure it out. And yeah, there's, there's times where I feel like, man, let me be a GM. I'll figure this stuff out. I know I don't know basketball as well as some of these guys. Like I thought Danny Ainge was kind of crazy doing what he was doing out there. It looks like, he might be the smartest man ever in basketball, getting all these draft picks, and he's gonna be in the play. <laughs> he's gonna be in the playoffs. Yeah, with, with yeah. Crazy draft picks. Um, OKC, like Sam Presti, like you know, before he broke his team up, I mean, that guy couldn't miss in the draft with the guys he was drafting. So, like, yeah. these guys definitely know what they're doing. I just hope somebody takes the rings over with all that talent that they got in Minnesota with those four guys and say, hey. Let's sit down and figure out what's going to work best for this team moving forward so that we ain't trying to work. Like, figure it out in practice, man. Like, yeah. figure it out in practice. Yeah. And then take it out onto the court and see how it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, another another little kind of juicy tidbit I read the other day that the Timberwolves did not have any interest in extending D'Angelo Russell. So... Huh. That's that's very interesting to me because I know him and Cat are are tight, but I like Russell. I do I too. Never thought he was a bad basketball player. I liked him when he was at Golden State. Like he, yeah, yeah. Get you, he can get you twenty a game if you need him to. Just I guess I feel. I feel like we never really got to see when he had his own team when he was in on on Brooklyn before they you know blew it all up to do whatever the hell they're doing now. Um, <laughs> That was a fun season. Like he was so fun to watch with that Brooklyn team. They were so fun. Him and Jared Allen and all those guys. Um, he seems like he's going to be the odd man out here. So I would be. I would not be surprised 
that if things are starting to look kind of funny before the all-star period and we get to the trade deadline, I, I could see somebody, them using him to get a player in to get them to the playoffs, getting another piece in there that might fit. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that could be something to, you know, to look at. But Timberwolves are going to be very interesting to watch over the next couple weeks, uh, see what they do. Hopefully they can adjust and they can, they can just, you know, they're a young new team together. So we'll see what they can do. But let's get to the main event, which is when I say the main event, we talk about these guys every week. I don't know why we do it, but we're going to do it anyway. So, and Josh is here in true troll fashion. <laughs> this LA Lakers hat looking all fly. I feel like Stephen A. Smith when he talks about the Cowboys, man. (laughs) So the Lakers uh, have not looked great again. Uh, We're getting more of the same from last year. Um, This team, I'm not going to call them a dumpster fire yet, but it is starting to kind of look like it is going down that road. Um, They have not, they have not won yet this season. They are, they are 0-3. They play the Nuggets tonight, so that might all change tonight. They need a win, damn it. <laughs> they don't want to do anything. That's a hard task to, to win against that team, too, because the Nuggets look like when they played Golden State, like, hey, we can turn it up when we need to. So I mean, I mean, the Lakers' schedule is just not favorable right now. So, like, so on Friday they play the Timberwolves, you know. We just talked about them. They're so-so. They play the Nuggets again on Sunday. Then they play the Pelicans, who have been on fire. They play the super hot jazz on, on Friday and, they, and then the Cleveland Cavaliers visit the following Sunday. So, and they're a, they're a tough team. So like their schedule does not look great right now. They have a, they do have a little bit of a stint uh, in the middle of November where they're playing the Kings, the Nets, and I am going to put the Nets and that team of kind of stinker teams and the Pistons. So they do have a couple games where they're, and they have two games against the Spurs. So you would think those would be winnable, but this team's got a lot of soul seeking, soul searching. They need to do. They ended up uh, losing really bad to the Warriors. No surprise there. They lost by six to the Clippers on, um, on Thursday last week. And then on Sunday, they ended up losing that game to the trailblazers. So what are your thoughts right now on, what this team is doing, what fits, what doesn't. So at the beginning of the season, you know, I think the, the all the talk about trading Russ, not trading Russ, wanting to get Kyrie, can't get Kyrie. And then you're like, we're, we're going to, we're going to stick by Russ. Um, I feel like they've, they've checked him out. Right. Yeah. So like he doesn't know what his role is. Um, they say they're going to bring him off the bench and let him run with the second team. That's not happening. Um, so you're, you're saying all these things and then none of those things are, are the things that you're doing. So when you get to that point, um, it's more of a, like, what are you trying to do and what are you trying to prove? And nobody can figure out what it is they're trying to do yet. So, the first game out of the box, Russ actually played well. Um, he shot over 50% from the floor. Um, I think he didn't have any turnovers. And then the last two games, man, have just been absolutely just horrendous. Uh, he was, what, 0 for 11 the last game, like 0 for 6 or 0 for 7 from yeah. 3. Uh, um, 
I was making a joke to you guys today, and we'll talk about this here in a second before we get off. But the NBA, I think, just as a whole, like the three point shooting is just absolutely horrible. But like he's shooting so bad from three that like he didn't even qualify to be the worst shooter in the NBA. Like <laughs> he's shooting eight percent from three point range. Wow. But, oh, who's but who's below? A, who's below him? Before before um, before that, it was. Uh, I think it was Anthony Simons that was the lowest. Oh, okay. But okay. then, but then he played a game, and he shot well. And Chris Paul actually was shooting really bad as well too. And then he went like four or five from three yesterday, and uh, brought his average up. So, um, I for some reason this team knows they're not constructed to shoot threes yet. They're averaging about forty threes a game, and I just think when I watched the Lakers in the bubble, and I watched how they were dominating teams, it was get the ball to AD down low and play that two-man game in and out and let AD dominate. And that's not anything that I see right now. Um, yeah. And then they keep making all these moves, right? So, like, they got rid of all these guys and they keep bringing these other guys in. And I just want to run this by you real quick. So, okay. last year, okay, these were guys that played for the Lakers that shot at least 53s, um, DJ Augustine shot 43%. Malik Monk shot 39%. A.B. Bradley shot 39%. Wayne Ellington shot 39%. Mello shot 38%. And Bazemore shot 36%. Uh, um, that's better than the league average. Yeah. And way better than what they're shooting right now. They're shooting like well, 18 or 20% from three I right mean, now. Like it's, let me look at this roster though, Josh. Like who... Who is shooting the ball here? Like, there's, like, you look at this team. There is, there, there are no good shooters on this team. None. You can't, you can't. Say, Russell Westbrook has never been a, he's never been a shooter. Lonnie Walker, he's young. You know, he's out there, but he's been. I think he shot three for fourteen over the last two games, so he sucks. Um, you know, LeBron is is so so. Anthony Davis, let's face it, he's going to get hurt again. It's going to happen. I'm not, I have no faith Johnny in Walker's him. shooting 17% from three-point range right now. 17%. So you have that. But they have no bench. They have no bench on this team. Who? <laughs> but you let those guys go. You, they let all of them go. They have no room to operate. And this is what happens. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do some. I'm going to do some criticizing here. So – you go all in. You have this young team before LeBron gets there. You got Lonzo Ball. You got Brandon Ingram. Um, you got these players that Josh Hart, Kuzma, some some good prospects. You got some really good prospects. And you pretty much trade the whole thing in to go after Anthony Davis. You get the chip. Great. Okay. You get the chip. It. And you do it. You do it every time, no matter what, to get that championship. It's not a championship that people are going to necessarily remember that much. I mean, not to say it wasn't competitive. It was. It was very competitive. But there's always going to be a weird asterisk on it, whether you agree with that or not. Um, but over the last couple of seasons, with Anthony Davis going in and out of, of you know street clothes and – and LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James has been phenomenal, you know, but this trade to get Russell Westbrook on the team um, 
has been a complete and utter disaster. And this is 100% on LeBron James. Oh, this, absolutely. This, absolutely. This, see, Tim's not here right now, so we can we can do this. We're going to do this right now. <laughs> this whole thing is because of LeBron. Every decision that has been made here, he has painted himself into this corner right now. They have no bench at all. And you They're, know what LeBron does best in this situation? When his what? when his contract's up, he's going to leave. And he's he going to leave the Lakers an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah, and he typically does leave teams a dumpster fire when he does leave. You know, that's just how that's just how it works. But I mean, looking at this team, their bench, Austin Reeves, Juan Toscano, Anderson, Matt Ryan, Kendrick Nunn, and Damian Jones. That is their bench. But we said we said this wasn't going to work when it happened because we yeah. we were like, "There's no bench." We like certain guys that came over for their roles, but like we know LeBron has to be surrounded by shooters. Now, like I, like. I would like if you were the Lakers. I feel like you would kill just to have Kuzma back at this point to be able to sit on the wing and do something. Kuzma, who leads the Wizards in scoring right now. Yes, yes, they gave him up. So, I mean, you look at that man, and it's like, what are you traded that away? I wouldn't have traded Kuzma for for Westbrook in the first place because he was the one prospect that I thought they had him on a really really good rookie deal because he was a lower draft pick. Like they were getting a, they were getting some serious value from a guy like him and he's gone. You get Lonnie Walker over the summer and I like Lonnie Walker, but Lonnie Walker could very well have been a good, you know, stats, bad team guy from last year. He could have, but he's super young. We'll see what he can. I mean, he had 26 points against the Clippers the other night, you know, so that's fine. I think the trade that I think is going to haunt them, haunt them because I think this trade actually gets them in the playoffs last year. And they make noise because they have LeBron and they have Davis to try to make that run is not trading for Buddy Heald and yeah. going for Westbrook. What were they thinking? I have you know, no clue. They were thinking that this is what happened. This is what happened. LeBron basically held the Lakers hostage last summer and said, look, I we need to get another star here. And I think there is – I think there is a a world where a lot of these guys are like more stars the better, especially in LA. And getting a guy, a former MVP, Russell Westbrook's had a hell of a career. He has. He's been great. He averaged a triple double for how many seasons? I mean, you know, but I don't I Russell Westbrook has not won an NBA title. He hasn't. Uh LeBron has. But them Forcing the Lakers to trade for him and not Buddy Heald, who was not as sexy of a name as Russell Westbrook was. I mean, a true basketball fan was screaming from the top of the bleachers going, what are you doing? Go for Heald. Go for it. Go get Buddy Heald. And Buddy Heald would would have felt he would have helped this roster out a lot. And they go for Westbrook. They have no options right now. And I mean, we, we know what's going to end up happening somehow, some way. This guy's going to end up over in Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving at some point. It's going to happen. It's going to be the saddest last ditch effort of the season to try to do something. It's not going to work. Nothing's going to work with this team. They have not there. You have two guys. This is where the, the old school 
thought of having you know your two or three superstars on your team this is where it fails you completely because you are completely priced out you have no picks you have nowhere to go this is why you can't convince me that a super team is always going to win because everybody tries to be like oh well golden state was a super team when they had kd no they just kd fit he seamlessly fit into that team and left and like you didn't even realize he was gone because they just kept on they just kept on moving I feel yeah. like KD's the type of player that can go play on any team in the NBA. Like he will fit every single team because he does not need the ball all the time. Like he'll yeah. he'll pick and choose when he shoots. He's he's a he's a he's a high efficient basketball player. You know, he takes little shots and gets a lot of points. And um I I feel like LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are basically the same guy. Except Russ is six three, <laughs> and, yeah, and it and it and it doesn't work. Um, you're right. I, I do feel like they're still going to try to make this run for Kyrie. But the crazy thing in all this to me is that if the Lakers mess around and have a really bad season, and it puts them in that trajectory, the Pelicans have that pick for them in the draft. Yeah, they do, and they can mess around and have a freaking lottery pick because of the Lakers. Yeah, and I I. I if I was a betting man, I, I kind of think that's what's going to end up happening. So, and they're going to add another piece to their their riches that they already have at this point. They have so imagine, much. Young imagine the the craziest no. thing ever is the Pelicans no. get the number one pick. Yeah, yeah, and and they get Victor. Yeah, holy shit! Like, at that what point, in what? The what, world? what <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Victor going to the Pelicans is the best fit for the league. <laughs> in the what grand scheme of things, what, you you roll with it. You just, I mean, that's that's, I mean, that's a lot of national television games right there. I mean, they're already they're already in ton this year just because of Zion being back, and they're they're looking good. But I don't know, man. I I this this LA thing, man. We got they got LeBron locked down for what another two seasons now with him signing that extension. I like I, I you know, I've heard he doesn't want to leave. He's comfortable there. Maybe, maybe he really is. I mean, you have to think he's not okay with losing. There's no way that a competitor like him is okay with it. He's not. He's not. No. But at the same time, you know, the Pelicans. The Pelicans remind me of um, like the Lakers. Like the remember the Lakers the year before um, McKinney took over. They were like I don't know, close to 50 wins, and they made it to the 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 Western Conference semis, or they they were definitely a playoff team and they lose and then they get magic at the number one pick. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, and that, and that, uh, you know, that stuff happens, man. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that changes a franchise, but LA man, it's going to be after LeBron leaves town, it is going to be a very, very long time before the damage that has been done the last four years can be rectified. I mean, it's going like to be he a may, long. He time. might be. He might be a worse GM than than Michael Jordan. I mean, when it comes to <laughs> constructing teams, like this is yeah. like it's insane. Like at least, at least LeBron knows his strengths. You would think that at this point of his career, like he's only building teams to win. Yeah, I mean, how much? I mean, he's he's played beyond his years at this point. I mean, and and he's still playing at an insanely high level. Like, we're not. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. He is. He's still one of the best players in the NBA. He is. There's like, you can't tell me otherwise. He's great. But at some point, 
losing is going to affect somebody. And honestly, if I'm LA at this point, and I'm going to throw this out here. I know a lot of the people are throwing this out here. At some point, you might need to go ahead and cash out earlier than being left with nothing. Yeah, like this year. Yeah, like even this year, like, all right, this isn't going to work this year. I don't see anything working next year. Let's see what we can get back for AD. We got our well, shit. I mean, Let's see what we can get. I mean, I mean, you could you could trade Anthony Davis to a, you know, or just say, hey, LeBron, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Let's work out a deal. Let's do something. We'll get to rebuild the team because there's no, there is no way right now that they are going to win any titles. He's not going to win. If he wins another title again, it's not going to be in a way. And on top of that, um, this team's going to be left in shambles. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, Jenny bus at this point, I'm, I'm looking into the future and I know they're looking at ticket sales and stuff right now. There's still a hot ticket because they have LeBron and they have AD, but it's not a good look, man. It's, and it, to me, like I'm, I'm ready for them to cash out and move on. And both of those players moving on this season would be just a, just a nice breath of fresh air for the league. It would really shake some storylines up. And, yeah, and and I also feel like I'm one of those few people that I, I feel like he got lucky with that chip. Like everything fell the right way in that bubble for yeah. him to be able to play for a championship. And they got a depleted heat team. Um, not saying that they didn't deserve to be there because I mean, they beat oh, them. And they, and they were, and they were good. And, and they the were, heat good, were good. Yes. Yeah. They were good. But what you saw with that team was up until the finals, it was Anthony Davis ran the show. Yeah. Um, and then LeBron took it home. And yeah. that's kind of how, that's kind of, kind of how I feel that team needs to be constructed. Like LeBron's like, if you get me to the finals, I'll get us home. Yeah. And that's how it needs to be, but he's not getting them to the finals with that team. <laughs> no, no, he's not. He's not. All right. Well, that is going to be it for us today. I'm sorry we kept you guys all over today. Thank you for joining us this week. Next week, we'll be back with hopefully the whole crew. I'd like to get the whole crew back together. Tim will be back. Hopefully we can get Ben on here. We can talk some more hoops, see what happens. But um, it's always great having you on here, Josh, and talking. We barely ever get to do this together. So this is right? this is always this is always awesome, man. So You know what's funny? We talked about having a short one, and here we are right at an hour. I know. I know. Here we are. <laughs> we're, we're, we're babbling on. We got a lot to talk about. So, all right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Take it easy.